Matthew 18. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus, asking, Who's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? So Jesus called a child, made him stand in front of them, and said, I assure you, unless you change and become like a child, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. The greatest in the kingdom of heaven is the one who humbles himself and becomes like a child. And whoever welcomes in my name one such child as this welcomes me. If anyone should cause one of these little ones to lose faith in me it would be better for that person to have a large millstone tied around his neck and be drowned in the deep sea how terrible for the world that there are things that make people lose their faith. Such things will always happen. But how terrible for the one who causes them. If your hand or your foot makes you lose your faith, Cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life without a hand or a foot than to keep both hands and feet and be thrown into the eternal fire. And if your eye makes you lose your faith, take it out and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life with only one eye than to keep both eyes and to be thrown into the fires of hell. See that you don't despise any of these little ones. They're angels in heaven, I tell you, are always in the presence of my Father in heaven. What do you think?
a man does who has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost. He will leave the other 99 grazing on the hillside and go and look for the lost sheep. When he finds it, I tell you, he feels far happier over this one sheep than over the 99 that did not get lost. In just the same way your father in heaven does not want any of these little ones to be lost. If your brother sins against you Go to him and show him your faults, his faults. But do it privately, just between yourselves. If he listens to you, you have won your brother back. But if he will not listen, to you, take one or two other persons with you so that every accusation may be upheld by the testimony of two or more witnesses. As the scripture says, and if he will not listen, then tell the whole thing to the church. Finally, if he will not listen to the church, treat him as though he were a pagan or a tax collector. And so I tell you, all of you, what you prohibit on earth will be prohibited in heaven. And what you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. And I tell you more. Whenever two of you on earth agree about anything you pray for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three come together in my name, I am there with them. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, if my brother keeps on sinning against me, 
How many times should I forgive him? Seven times? No, not seven times, answered Jesus. But seventy times seven. Because the kingdom of heaven is like this. Once there was a king who decided to check on his servants' accounts. He had just begun to do so when one of them was brought in who owed him, owed him millions of pounds. The servant did not have enough to pay his debt. So the king ordered him to be sold as a slave with his wife and his children and all that he had in order to pay the debt. The servant fell on his knees before the king. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay you everything. The king felt sorry for him, so he forgave him the debt and let him go. When the man went out and met one of his fellow servants who owed him a few pounds, he grabbed him and started choking him. Pay back what you owe me, he said. His fellow servants fell on his knees and begged him. Be patient with me and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead he had him thrown into the jail until he should pay back the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were very upset and went to the king and told him everything. So he called the servant in. You worthless slave, he said. I forgave you the whole amount you owed me just because you asked me to. You should have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you. The king was very angry and he sent the servant to jail to be punished until he should pay back the whole amount. And Jesus concluded, that is how my Father in heaven will treat everyone of you unless you forgive your brother from your very heart.
Matthew 19. When Jesus finished saying these things, he left Galilee and went to the territory of Judah on the other side of the river Jordan. Large crowds followed him and he healed them there. Some Pharisees came to him and tried to trap him by asking, Does our law allow a man to divorce his wife? For whatever reason he wishes, Jesus answered, Haven't you heard the scripture that says that in the beginning the Creator made people male and female and God said, For this reason a man will leave his father and his mother and unite with his wife and the two will become one so they are no longer two but one man must not separate then what God has joined together the Pharisees asked him why then did Moses give the law for a man to hand his wife a divorce notice and send her away? Jesus answered, Moses gave you permission to divorce your wives. because you are so hard to teach. But it was not like that at the time of creation. I tell you then that any man who divorces his wife for any cause other than her unfaithfulness commits adultery if he marries some other woman. The disciple said to him, If this is how it is between a man and his wife, it is better not to marry. Jesus answered, This teaching does not apply to everyone but only to those to whom God has given it. For there are different reasons why men cannot marry. Some because they are born that way. Others because men made them that way. And others do not marry for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. Let him who accepts this teaching do so. 
Some people brought children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples scolded the people. Jesus said, Let the children come to me and do not stop them. Because the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. He placed his hands on them and then went away. Once a man came to Jesus. Teacher, he asked. What good thing must I do to receive eternal life? Why do you ask me concerning what is good? Jesus answered. There is only one who is good. Keep the commandments. If you want to enter life. What commandments? he asked. Jesus answered. Do not commit murder or adultery. Do not steal or accuse anyone falsely. Respect your father and your mother. And love your neighbour as you love yourself. I have obeyed all these commandments, the young man replied. What else must I do? Jesus said to him, If you want to be perfect, go and sell all that you have and give your money to the poor and you will have riches in heaven. Then come and follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sad because he was very rich. Then Jesus said to his disciples, I assure you, it would be very hard for rich people to enter the kingdom of heaven. I repeat, it is much harder for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God than for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. When the disciples heard this, they were completely amazed. Who then can be saved? they asked. Jesus looked straight at them and answered, This is impossible for man, but for God everything is possible. Then Peter spoke up. Look, he said, We have left everything and followed you. 
What would we have? Jesus said to them, You can be sure when the Son of Man sits on his glorious throne in the new age, then you twelve followers of mine will also sit on thrones to rule the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses or brothers all sisters and fathers and mothers, childrens and fields, for my sake, will receive a hundred times more and will be given eternal life. But many who are now first will be last. And many who are now last will be first. Matthew 20 The kingdom of heaven is like this. Once there was a man who went out early in the morning to hire some men for work in the vineyard. He agreed to pay, pay them the regular wage, a silver coin a day, and sent them to work in the vineyard. He went out into the marketplace again at nine o'clock and saw some men standing there doing nothing. So he told them, You also go and work in the vineyard, and I will pay you a fair wage. So they went. Then at twelve o'clock, and again at three o'clock, he did the same thing. It was nearly five o'clock when he went to the marketplace and saw some other men still standing there. Why are you wasting the whole day here? Doing nothing, he asked them. No one hired us, they answered. Well then, you also go and work in the vineyard, he told them. When the evening came, the owner told the foreman, Call all the workers and pay them their wages. Starting with those who were hired last. And ending with those who are hired first. The men who had begun to work at five o'clock were paid a silver coin each. So when the, the person that came first to be hired were paid, they thought they would get more. 
but they too were given a silver coin. They took their money and started grumbling against the employer. These men who were hired last only worked an hour while we put in a whole day's work in the hot sun. Yet you paid them the same as you paid us. Listen, friend, the owner answered. One of them. I have not cheated you. After all, you agreed to do a day's work for one silver coin. Now take your money and go home. I want to give this man who was hired last as much as I have given you. Don't I have the right to do so? And to do as I wish with my money? Or are you jealous because I am generous? And Jesus concluded, So those who are last will be first. And those who are first will be last. As Jesus was going up to Jerusalem, he took the twelve disciples aside and spoke to them privately as they walked along. Listen, he told them, we are going up to Jerusalem where the Son of Man will be handed over to the chief priests and teachers of the law. They will condemn him to death and then hand him over to the Gentiles who will mock him and whip him and eventually crucify him. But three days later, he'll be raised to life. Then the wife of Zebedee came to Jesus with her two sons, bowed before him and asked him a favour. What do you want? Jesus asked her. She answered, Promise me that these two sons of mine will sit at your right and your left when you are king. You don't know what you're asking for, Jesus answered. Can you drink the cup of suffering? that I am about to drink? We can, they answered. 
you will indeed drink from my cup. Jesus told them. But I do not have the right to choose who will sit at my right and my left. These places belonged to those for whom my Father has prepared for them. When the other ten disciples heard about this, they became, became angry with the two brothers. So Jesus called them all together and said, You know that the rulers of the heathen have power over them, and the leaders have complete authority. This, however, is not the way it shall be among you. If one of you wants to be great, he must be a servant of the rest. And if one of you wants to be first, he must be your slave, like the Son of Man who did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life to redeem many people. As Jesus and his disciples were leaving Jericho, a large crowd was following. Two blind men who were sitting by the road heard that Jesus was passing by. So they began to shout, Son of David, take pity on us. The crowd scolded them and told them to be quiet. But they shouted even more loudly, Son of David, take pity on us. Jesus stopped and called them. What do you want me to do for you? He asked them. Sir, they answered. We want you to give us our sight. Jesus had pity on them and touched their eyes. At once they were able to see and they followed him. <laughs>